0: Welcome back to We Can Do Epic Things. This time, this week, we're doing the episode, the one where we huddle up, speaking with our Epic Instructional Coaches. Uh, This is Carly Strauss. And I'm Lindsay Bednar,
1: and we both work in the Professional Development Office as Professional Learning Facilitators.
0: We sure do. And uh, in our district, we're lucky enough to have some instructional coaches. We have eight instructional coaches total. Uh, Currently, four of those are elementary and uh, with splitting schools and four secondary coaches as well. Uh, We are working in northern Nevada in Douglas County School District, so we have a beautiful location uh, partially in uh, the south part of Lake Tahoe at the Nevada side and then a beautiful valley, the Carson Valley. Um, We service about 5,500 students. Um, and we have seven elementary schools so we're going to start off this morning talking to our elementary school uh, EPIC instructional coaches. Uh, they split schools uh, and so we'll have them introduce themselves and their schools and um, give us their two truths and a lie and Lindsay and I and the rest of the, the folks in this room will try to guess. Yes. Uh, so uh, we'll start with Heather Hoyle.
2: Uh, I. I am the instructional coach at Pinyon Hills Elementary School and Scarselli Elementary School. And here are my two truths and a lie. Okay. Excited. <laughs> it's exciting. Okay. Um, I once met and shook the hand of famous San Francisco Giants player Willie Mays. Ooh. I hiked Mount Winnie in one day oh. and I appeared on ESPN. Oh man. Gosh.
0: Heather and I, I worked together for a long time. Long do you know time? Time. Do you know And I do not have a clue You <laughs> did a good job with these. I have no idea.
1: Uh, I'm going to say you were not on ESPN. I agree.
3: You think ESPN? I think, yeah, she wasn't on ESPN. Lauren, what do you think?
4: Mm-hmm. She's into fitness, so I she think she I know. Time. I think that oh, yeah, that is true. I, I will go with ESPN, too. OK. Agree.
0: Let's just make it a group consensus. all right Concurse, ESPN. ESPN?
4: That is true. Oh. My
2: lie is that I hiked to Mount Whitney in a day. <gasps> what? I tried and I didn't summit due to altitude sickness. Oh. 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 I almost well,
0: went with that. I was going to say it's two days. It's two days, but no. you didn't make it. I didn't, it. Make, it. Oh. I didn't okay. make it
2: altitude mm. sickness. Oh. Boom. Well, well um, how did you get on ESPN? Uh, well, when I was in high school, we made the national cheerleading team and i got to dance and cheer on espn oh Oh my gosh that's so cool i love that i'm sure my mom has it on a vhs somewhere (laughs) if anyone would like to see it if anyone can find
0: a vhs (laughs) to play it on that's true that's excellent uh next we have lauren spires lauren introduce yourself
4: hi i'm lauren spires i'm the epic instructional coach at minden elementary school and gardnerville elementary school And my two truths and a lie are, I have hiked to the top of Half Dome. I'm a product of the Douglas County School District, going to CC Manili, Pawaloo, and Douglas High School. And I am SCUBA certified. Oh, I
1: feel like those are all
4: true.
1: Mm. Um, I know you're a product of Douglas County School District, (laughs) so that's true. But you go on, like really cool vacations too. So I feel like the scuba thing. I do. Love and then half
0: to I'm going to say yes to half tome, no to scuba.
1: No to scuba? Okay. What do you think, Heather? I agree. No scuba? Really? No scuba? Oh. No scuba? I'm going to
4: say no to half tome. Oh, just to be different. Ooh. Okay, my lie was I'm scuba certified. I have done half dough. I'm not scuba <gasps> oh, certified. Oh, okay. I like snorkeling about the water. I love the water. Float on the top. top.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I feel the exact <laughs> same way. Thanks, Lauren. Um all right. Next we have Amy Haranzi.
5: Okay, I am the Epic Coach at the Lake Schools, so I do pre-K through 12 at Zephyr Cove Elementary School and George Wattall High School. And my two truths and a lie are that I, hmm, I hunt, mm-hmm. I have twin brothers, and that I went to college with Dwayne Wade. Oh. I know mm. too much about Amy,
0: so. Do you? <laughs> <I know. laughs> I, 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 like, I even know. the Dwayne Wade? Mm-hmm. I don't even know where you from. I that's true. I'm going true story on Dwayne Wade. Why not? Yeah. Um, I think, I,
1: I'm going to say the Twin Brothers is not true, but I really have no idea. Yeah. What do you think, Heather?
2: I think it's the Twin Brothers because I heard her talking about hunting. <laughs> oh, oh. And I'm going
4: to say the hunting. I know you love the outdoors but i don't know about the hunting aspect i know your husband likes that but i don't know about you all right the hunting
5: is the lie i know how to shoot a bow and arrow and actually was very good at target shooting when i was younger but i actually never went hunting okay never been but you have twin brothers i have twin brothers they are fraternal they do not look alike and Went to the I was in at Marquette University when Dwayne Wade took us to the Final Four. So that was so oh much my gosh, fun. So it was a great time.
0: Great time to be at college. Mm-hmm. Wow. For real. That's, For real. That's cool. I know. I'm that learning so much cool. this morning. the <laughs> <laughs> like first 10 minutes. <laughs> our last elementary uh, epic instructional coach is Chris Jesic.
3: Hi, I am Chris Jesic, and I am the instructional epic coach at Jacks Valley Elementary and CeCe Manili elementary the two further schools in the district <laughs> and here are my two truths and a lie i have a bs degree in recreation oh i have done the death ride several times oh
1: lord that sounds hard
3: i was a straight a student in high school i definitely Ooh, feel like you
1: were a straight a student i know no this i know wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. i would say i think the ba in recreation is
0: the lie I think you do have a B.S. in recreation. Or B.S. Or whatever. B.S. BA? I don't know, know. whatever. Yeah.
1: Okay, what do you think? Heather, what's your guess?
2: I don't know. I know, right? Um, (laughs) These are so hard. They're so hard. I feel like maybe the straight
4: A's.
0: Okay,
5: Um,
2: you think that too?
4: I Lauren. I'm pretty sure I know. That's you strike me true. as a straight A girl. But. I was so too. surprised
5: when I found that out, but I'm pretty sure Wait, she was yeah. is not that the straight A. That is
3: the lie. <gasps> I was Chris. not a straight A student. I barely got a B average. Like, barely. Wow. Yes, I was not into school unless I had some relevance. Like, you know, this doesn't wow. apply to me. I really don't care. Interesting. I can relate. Yeah, I was definitely not a straight A
1: student at all.
3: Loved loved American lit. Got to British lit. No, thank you. Not my thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I've learned so much.
3: But I do have a BS
0: in recreation. In recreation. Yeah, we need to know more about that. And
3: I did do the death ride. Several years.
0: Wow, that's impressive. For those of you that don't know, the death ride around here is a bicycle ride up and down our tallest um, roads. Mountain Up, mountain, ro- mountain passes. And how many? Yeah, so five,
3: like, four. I did not do all five passes. One no. is a lot. I did
4: did three.
0: Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, not mm-hmm. me. Oh wow! No. All right, Panda
4: well, happens in July, right? Like when it's mm-hmm. really, really hot. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's not like it's in the fall when it's nice and cool. No, mm-hmm. it's blazing hot. Mm-hmm. Hence the
0: name. right. yeah. I hope you got a t-shirt.
3: Yes, yes.
1: Well, then there
0: you go, right? The things we do for t-shirts, it's a funny, that might be as a whole nother episode. Maybe we have to do the thing you've done for a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, we're ridiculous as it turns out. Very true,
1: so we have learned some fun facts about you guys but um, now we wanna know a little bit more about you. So how did you get here? Um, Tell us a little bit more about you. So Heather, we will start with you. How did you get here? Brief little overview of who you are.
2: Uh, well, I was born and raised here in Nevada, northern Nevada. Um, I went to college down at UNLV and decided this is not where I want to raise my family, and so I ended up back up here. I taught for five years in Carson, and my elementary principal was the superintendent at the time who hired me,
0: That's
5: so uh,
2: that was kind of fun, and, but we lived all the way in the ranchos here in Gardnerville, and that was a long drive with two small children and I ended up in Douglas County. Um, So this is my 21st year here. Wow,
1: so great. Okay, Lauren, tell us a little bit more about you.
4: All right, Um, my mom is a retired teacher, Mm -hmm. and I never wanted to be a teacher because I felt that I already, people make jokes that school was my second home, and I grew up in, that I grew up there. But when I went to college, I realized that That was really what I wanted to do because I wanted to help people and I realized that being a teacher is one of those jobs where you can make the biggest difference and so um, once I made that decision I student taught in Douglas County and decided that this is where I wanted to teach and so I was hired to teach third grade at Minden Elementary School and I taught third and fourth grade there for 17 years and then last year I became an Epic Instructional Coach um, at Minden and this is my second year in that position. Super cool. That
0: I didn't want to be a teacher is kind of a theme. We're, yes. we're noticing a lot of people when we ask this question, we're like, I didn't want to be a teacher until I realized it really was in my soul.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting.
4: My mom even tried talking me out of it a little bit <laughs> um, as a teacher. and um, But then we decided that, yeah. And I had two teaching.
0: school district parents, neither mm-hmm. one of which were a teacher, but both worked for the school district. And they were like, be a teacher, Like, be a teacher, be a teacher. Um, and here I am, so that, it's, it's, it's an interesting it's theme. path for, for all of us. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a theme. Amy, tell us a little bit more about
5: you. I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin mm-hmm. and went to Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and ended up here because when I graduated, there was actually a surplus of teachers mm-hmm. and there was like 300 applicants for every job, so it was either know someone
0: oh or gosh.
5: move and get some experience. So I moved to Las Vegas and taught there for eight years in first grade mostly and met my husband there, had a great time in Las Vegas, loved it, but um, well-suited, married life with kids, moved up here, Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely love it up here, taught at Jackson Valley, kindergarten for
2: mm, seven
5: Eight years, maybe it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's foggy foggy now, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those <laughs> years are adding up there. Um, <laughs> and decided to do the epic coaching now. So, perfect, great. Chris, tell us a little
3: bit more about you. All right, um, I grew up in California, Bay Area, and then the Central Valley. I did not want to be a teacher. Um, my mother kept telling me I should be a teacher just because I loved kids. But I taught swim lessons um, through high school and college, and hence the recreation degree. Mm. Oh, yes. I was going to be the next Julie McCoy on the love boat and be the cruise director with yes. my degree. Excellent. <laughs> um, didn't work out. I ended up at Sacramento County Parks and Rec, and I was in charge of their um, aquatics program and their special events. Um, but the higher up I got, I got into budgets and grant writing. Mm. And I wasn't with kids anymore, and I just didn't like it. So um, I went back and got my teaching credential and married my husband. who We went to high school together, but he was living over here, and I moved over here and started working at Jack's Valley 30-some years ago. Wow.
1: And you've taught a variety of grades, right?
3: I have. I have taught kinder through fourth grade. Wow. That is impressive. I get bored. (laughs)
1: it's good to change it up a little bit so we know that you all have been in the classroom and you made this switch to being an epic instructional coach so what is your why for this job Um, why do you do this work we're we're interested in knowing that so Heather tell us you know making the shift to being a coach is a lot different than being in the classroom
2: yes Um, I saw a need I you know listening to teachers talk and how how they needed help and they didn't understand Mm -hmm. and they just wanted some direction um i am by no means the expert in epic Mm -hmm. but i am willing to work alongside them and try to go on this journey with them and i really feel like i was put on earth to help others Mm -hmm. see their potential
1: Yeah. For real. And that's the best part of the job is getting to just go in and help. And like, yes. hey, I don't know it all, but like I'm going to problem solve and figure it out with you.
2: Yes, and I get to work with all the students, not just right. one grade of students or one class of students. And that has been super
1: fun, really fun. You get to pop in and be like the fun aunt that's yeah. like, hey, yes, <laughs> I'm here. And I then you get it. to leave. <laughs> I love that. Yes.
4: Lauren, tell us your why. Why this job, this work? Okay, so my why is um, threefold in a sense. My probably my biggest why is that I have a daughter who just started first grade, and my why there is to try to help education so she can have the best education possible and reach her potential and all of our students for that sense. But with the work that we're doing, just the possibilities that she's going to be able to have in her educational career, that's my way to keep moving this work forward. Mm -hmm. My other two why is twofold. Uh, Trying, I was part of the EPIC accelerated cohort when we brought EPIC to this district. And I tried a lot of different things in my classroom and I felt like I was failing forward with quite a bit. I didn't, I, (laughs) Yeah. yeah i as carly said in her in a previous podcast she's a recovering perfectionist Uh, (laughs) that that is me and i felt like i wasn't doing what i was being asked correctly but as i worked with my students and saw them grow and transform. And even if things didn't go quite as planned, the experiences that they were having in their learning and the confidence that they were building and the connections they were having to school showed me how important this work is and how every child needs to have this opportunity. And so my other why is that I really wanted to show teachers that it's okay. Give yourself grace and try this work and you can make a really big impact and you will do amazing things um in doing this work. So yeah. that's
0: my wife. And I've always said like my I have an alter motive always and it's my son. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he's a The reason I show up and the reason I work hard is because I want him to have the very best all the time, right, and it's hard, it's hard work. And so I I can appreciate that, you know, doing it for that small human that you love so much. Yeah. Yeah. Amy, tell us more about your why, why this job. I
5: also have a vested interest. Mm-hmm. I have two that will be, one is starting kindergarten this year. She just started just, this, week. Oh, this week. I cried a lot yeah. um, and I have a one-year-old who will eventually be part of the school district. Mm-hmm. It'll be a little bit but um, the other reason for my why is I was part of the, not the accelerated, but the level one cohort and really fell in love with some of the things we were doing with EPIC, with personalized learning, and I yeah. really saw such a great improvement in the motivation of my students and their love for learning. They were yeah. so excited to show their data notebooks when people would walk mm-hmm. in their yes. room, but it was also a lot of work, and mm-hmm. I know I had my lovely <laughs> accelerated <laughs> cohort teacher, Chris Jessic, right here, and I would go to her a lot, but with her being in the classroom and helping me, I always felt that tug to be like, well, she's got her own stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't be pulling her. And so I saw the need for this coaching position to be able to help those teachers because I saw the benefit of it, but I also saw the need for teachers to be supported. So I'm really in this role to support my teachers for improving instruction so that they can get good at it and perfect it and get back to the joy of learning and
0: having happy classrooms. Yeah. I've said it a million times, I'll say it again, that this is too much work to do it yourself. We cannot. Yeah. I agree. In education, do, do all the things right now alone. And, you know, people ask, like, you have teachers out of classrooms and there's a teacher shortage. But I feel like this, having instructional coaches is actually keeping teachers in classrooms. Yeah.
4: Yes because your work is so big big. Mm -hmm. that
0: if we don't have people that you can go to and get that coaching support that like what am i doing Another eyes on hands on whatever you need just problem solving like hey help me think through this for a moment
1: or you know anything just having a go-to person yeah i I agree it does i feel
0: like it's saving a lot of our teachers that are in the (laughs) classrooms keeping them here so and that it's a balance right Mm -hmm. for real it's really hard but i think that's why this role is super important yeah chris Tell us your why
3: all right so i think my why started with swim lessons and just seeing the excitement in kids when they could finally do something like they were working yes. towards something and yes i did it um, so I, I think that's where the original why started but then why epic coach um, again like lauren i was the accelerated teacher at Jax, and i just saw such a shift in my students motivation as they were tracking their own learning and their progression towards the um, mastery of a standard and just giving them different options, um, I just really saw that increase and it was just super exciting. And then again, realizing that like Amy said, you know, I had a lot of teachers coming to me and I realized I had a lot to offer mm-hmm. with my um, you know, 20 plus years of of education. Um, so, just kind of easily moved into mm-hmm. the coaching position. It's a good fit?
5: Yeah, it's a good and fit. And I still For all get my you. fix
3: if I need to teach? Yes. Anybody lets me go into their room and teach a lesson, so it's the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. True. It's those lessons that keep me yeah. going too. I love mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. to do that. So it's it's for sure. Kids are always the best, right? They're yes. the most fun, but the work is so important. So we have a, a like a, a thinking routine uh, here for you all where we were like, what? Um, you've been on an epic journey and it's different for everyone. And we we're kind of pondering like this idea of like, when I first started epic learning, right? Because we have people across our district that are starting in different places. We have brand new folks coming in every year. Um, we have people that have been here for a really long time and are at the end of their career, it's a, and everyone in between, right? And so um, we, we, we thought it would be an interesting thing. Usually we do a rapid fire uh, question. This time we thought we would just ask, um, what was like something that you used to think when you started in your own evolution and now you think about it differently? How are you thinking about Epic differently than where you've started? Because we all started in different spots. We've all done different roles in this. Um, so that's where we're gonna start. Heather? Uh,
2: well, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about all the grade levels that I've taught. Mm-hmm. And so I was teaching fifth grade and getting those kids to own their learning, it was it was a challenge. And then I found myself in kindergarten. So I used to think that the, <clears throat> excuse me, that our youngest students would struggle the most with, with Embracing this framework and going along with it and but really now I think that uh, They can own their learning and they are excited about it. Mm-hmm. And if we can just keep that going That is going to be powerful when they are fifth graders I Starting them being... Now is it's so powerful they it come is. up they would come up to me and say um I need to get my badge for this. When mm-hmm. do I get to take my test? And I would say, or my, do my yeah. assessment. They even use assessment. the word assessment. Yeah. When do word I get history. to use my assa- do my assessment? And I would say, well, if, you're, if you think you're ready, let's do it. And so they, were, they knew where they wanted to be and what, what they needed to do to be proficient. And they so were exciting. five.
0: I know. I remember being, I was Lindsay's coach uh, when she was uh, working at, in our accelerated cohort and uh, going into her classroom. Because my, my experience is mainly with older kids. So uh, I started in middle school, so I, uh, and I'd always worked with older kids. So then watching kindergartners uh, encourage each other to move the class goal forward on knowing their letters, the, the data notebook page by page of just what they could do, what they're working on next, blew my mind as five-year-olds. And I thought, uh-huh. well, sold right here. Five-year-olds sold. So I, I yes. feel that that's real for me, too. Lauren, tell us
4: Who uh... I have a few for this, but okay. um, I think probably my biggest one is I used to think there was one correct or set way to do the different epic elements and that maybe I was losing some of my creativity as a teacher by doing them oh my gosh. in that certain way, but now I know that is completely not true and that there are these elements to follow but you can make them your own and you're personalizing your own learning journey as a teacher as well. And um, you wow. make it you make them work for you and for your students. So good. Yeah so that is good so tricky. people needed to hear that. <laughs> yeah. People needed to hear yeah. that.
5: Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
5: Amy? Um I used to think that The Epic tools and Epic elements were a lot of extra time on my part planning and doing, Mm. but now I know that after implementing them and using them regularly, they can actually save you a lot of time. Right? (laughs) So, (laughs) like, yes. Which is good to know, which is
1: also (laughs) something I think that is good to hear too, that yeah, you do think at first, like, oh my gosh, one more thing on my plate. But then, when you see it in action, you're like, wait a minute. This is, like you said, Well, and even the culture. Just by yeah.
5: implementing the vision and the code and SOPs in my own classroom when I was in the classroom. Yeah. And I, I had some duties of a classroom. Yes. Um, <laughs> I have uh, that, too. Uh, it actually made my classroom run so much smoother that I was getting a lot of my teaching time back. Right. Which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. is what everyone wants. It's yeah. the dream. Yeah.
0: Big shift from... For me, the instruction used to be where you put all your big time and energy and it's like the planning becomes for me a lot more time now, Mm -hmm. but then there's the kids are doing the heavy lifting in the classroom, they're doing the routines and procedures you worked hard to set up, they're doing the talking, they're doing the thinking, and it's like, oh, that part almost becomes easier when you do a lot of the pre-work, which that's a big shift that I've noticed.
5: I completely got to stop worrying about who I needed to assess because my kids would run up to me and tell me when they were ready. Mm-hmm. I, done. And that's kinder- <laughs> done. kindergarten. Like, <laughs> <kindergarteners>, <laughs> done. kindergartners. Yeah. Done. We're not talking sixth <laughs> graders. Yeah. I would like to yeah. stay in for recess and count
0: to 100 for You're you. You're like, wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you say that again? <laughs> for real. Yeah. Chris, what's your, I used to think, but now I know.
3: I think I have to piggyback on what Amy said. Um, I used to think Epic um, was time-consuming, but now I know that Epic saves time Mm. because um, I remember being in the accelerated cohort group and doing report cards, I don't know, maybe the third trimester. And usually my husband would be like, I'll see you at the end of the weekend uh-huh. <laughs> because I'd be at school the whole weekend right. doing report cards. Yeah. Um, I think I was there about an hour. Came home and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm done. I, the kids already had themselves scored, you know, in their data notebooks. I just opened up their notebook, entered, and half of them I already entered along the yeah. way and. Um, That's a win for everyone. Yeah, so you, your everyone. husband, the kids. Uh, let's let's go to dinner, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> marriage saving advice. Epic okay. saves marriage. There we go. There Perfect. you go. You got we got it. Um, we have this thrilling segment on this podcast called the Would You Rather. Um, mm-hmm. The Would You Rather. Um, Oh, I think we act, I, I'm skipping ahead. That's okay. Would You Rather right now. We can Would You, rather? you rather? And then we'll come back to Epic. Oh, yeah, okay. we're good. let's yeah. do it. Let's do um, Would You Rather. It's just because I'm so excited this that we book. found this book from 1970. Oh. Yeah. In this library. Uh, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's an actual book that students can check out.
0: It is. I love um, it. So you have, uh, your Would You Rather is four choices this time. Ooh. Ooh. And none mm. of them are good. Um, <laughs> would You Rather Be Crushed by a Snake? Mm-hmm. Swallowed by a fish, eaten by a crocodile, or sat on by a rhino. <laughs> Must oh. pick one, and we have pictures here. You can't see if you're listening. Um, pictures
1: of a little student and one being crushed by a snake, swallowed by a fish, eaten by a crocodile, or sat on by a rhino. So this is literally pick your poison. Yeah, Chris, I what would I'd you rather pick? be
3: swallowed by a fish because there's still hope.
1: Yeah, oh. yeah, that's there's that's some a good hope point. there. Yeah, you oh, can no. see him the most, I
4: guess, out of <laughs> all the pictures. So or the
5: crocodile doesn't look so good. <laughs> no, Just Amy. The feet. I think Amy, crocodile, think? though, because <laughs> I feel like it's fast and done for sure. <laughs> yeah, no pain. Well, no no maybe a little bit of pain. But, but least, quick, least quick painful. pain. Quick. Lauren, quick what are you thinking?
4: Um, I'm going to go with swallowed by a fish as well, and I think because... I don't know, I've watched enough children's movies lately where, like, they come out of the so I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, there's no fairy tale ends well. Yeah,
2: well. just okay. go yeah. choose
1: your own adventure.
2: I feel like I would be swallowed by a fish as well because of the movies and the stories we've read yeah. all along that, yep. yeah, it's like cavernous in there and you might be able to live. I Probably,
0: the big yeah. whale, yeah. yeah. yeah find so. there's room to build a house in a boat in yes. there, it's and that's fine make yourself
2: yes. at home i yep. think i
1: think i'd go fish or i don't know crushed by a snake i do like a weighted blanket so <laughs> 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 kind of a new version thinking to, just go yeah. To snake. Yeah. yeah 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 maybe you just like peacefully just you know you're crushed and that's it so i'm going right
0: rhino no rhino.
1: Yep. just like a smush and you're done well
0: i don't know that i'm i'm feeling like that has a good survival rate Maybe I'll break a bone or two or something, but maybe I get out in time. I don't know. Because it's going to get out. My nose are big. I know this, but I don't know how big really. So I'm, I'm going, it's probably fine. Okay. I'm going to be fine. Everything's I'm going to get out of that one fine. <laughs> uh, fine. Yeah, so then we can go back to our really, um, our, our epic question. Yeah, so
1: you talked about your epic journey. We know a little bit about your history with epic. Uh, so we are starting a new school year, and some of you are at new schools. So what is your epic goal for the year
2: well it's funny that Amy was talking about epic saving time because that was my epic goal for this year is to help teachers see that epic is not something extra mm-hmm. that it really is good instruction good instructional practices yeah. and it's just being thoughtful about all of those and bringing those to the forefront of their brain rather than making it something extra yes yeah. Lauren, what is your epic goal for the year?
4: I guess I have, well, two, twofold. My number one goal is always to help teachers mm-hmm. because ultimately by helping teachers, it will help their students and that's why I'm here. But with that, I my big goal for the year is to help teachers create and have some of those learning experience for their students that are those core memories from school that Mm -hmm. makes students feel connected to school. I feel like education is in such a rut and has a negative, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the negative limelight right now that we need some of those positive, joyful experiences. And I feel like some teachers don't feel like they have the time as we've talked about or the resources. Mm -hmm. And so I want to try to help them so that students can have those.
1: Amy, tell us about your epic goal.
5: My epic goal is to help teachers create, use, and see that some of the epic elements or tools can really help them differentiate mm. and meet the yeah. needs of all of their mm. students. Yeah. Every single one, right? Yeah, amen.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what we are trying to do. Chris. EPIC goal for the year.
3: Well, since um, the district goal is responsive instruction, Mm -hmm. um, and I feel that that is really my strong suit is instruction, I really want help to help teachers plan lessons that are fun but Mm -hmm. rigorous at the same time, because when we hear that word rigor, we don't think fun. but rigor can be very fun and um, not keeping those kids always at that recall yeah. level cause, because that's not fun.
0: No, right? That's just right. not fun. <laughs> no, it
1: is no. You're gonna no. do a great job
0: at that. I'm excited to come in and see all of this in action. I am too, I am too. Um, as we kind of wrap things up here, uh, we like to end with the best segment we think Uh, For everyone, Um, I think teachers are feeling the most united when they hear this because they're like, oh my gosh, I thought it was just me. Uh, And the public really has no idea what a day in the life is like. So we would like you to share your you can't make this up situation that you have encountered in your time as a teacher uh, that really would is like this really happened.
5: I have a question for yes. that. Okay. okay. What 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 rating is on this podcast? Oh, clean.
0: We're a clean. clean rating. We're a clean podcasts. <laughs> okay. Swear. Yes. Okay. Um, and you can describe it as uh, you need to. Um, okay. Because we've had
1: some ca- crazy stories. Yeah. You know, I, okay. I found some things in backpacks and.
5: I, was, I have Shannon. a backpack sp- story to link on to, yeah. and okay. I think I can describe it in a yes. rated G version. Good. Okay. Yeah. Or some listeners. Our listeners
0: will okay. know what you're saying without you maybe saying it exactly. Yes, exactly. So That's I was
5: teaching cool. first grade, and this one was in Las Vegas, okay. um, and I had a student take an item out of a backpack mm-hmm. and turn it on, and it was a and rubbing it all over his face. Oh and I said, God. Honey, I think we need to go put that back in your backpack and never put it back where you found it and just we're not gonna mention this ever, ever again. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I she don't did. really want to call your mom about this, this is one. The <sighs> advice, watch
1: what goes in the backpack. Backpacks, you know, backpacks. Like check those I'm backpacks. A mm. Honestly the, backpack. the best part of COVID was the no backpack thing. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, this is great. They can't bring all these weird things that you're like, how did that get here? How does something like that end up at school? She's yes. not talking about an electric shaver. This is not what <laughs> she's yeah, No, no, no. Uh, so it's pink. We're going to keep our
0: pink. clean pink. rating, yep. Yep. and you yep. can just imagine, imagine right. what You can was, infer. That's
2: right. Yes. yes. use the killed.
1: clues. All right, yeah. another, you can't make this up. Um, Heather, you want to share? Yes.
2: I have one to piggyback that. Oh. oh. Uh, for can several years, over 20 years, my class did trout in the classroom where we raised trout from eggs, we watched them grow, we watched the development, and when they got to the fry stage, we took them to the river. So being environmentally, uh, you know, friendly, I said, let's do a river cleanup while mm. we're here.
3: Oh boy.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, don't ever do that. Um, I had some boys kind of go off and they came back and they found something at the river that they were cleaning up. And it was not kid-friendly. It was quite X-rated. And um, he knew enough not to touch it with his hands, so he picked it up with two rocks. (laughs) Problem solving. And came at me and said, look what I found. And I cannot imagine the size of my eyes when I saw it. And I grabbed the trash bag and said, throw it away, throw it away right now. (laughs) And all the other kids were like, what, what, what is it? And I said, oh, it's just a gross dog toy. (laughs) <laughs> and um, and um, one one, spot. I had that one kid that said, that's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and oh my gosh. the other teacher didn't see it that was on the field trip with us. When the, when the field trip was over, we sent the bus driver back with all the kids. And I said, you have got to see what they found. <laughs> and I showed it to her, and it was laying in the trash bag next to a paper plate, and it was larger than the paper plate.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Just when you thought you were going to take, like, a nice field trip. Or do something great for the earth. an easy day. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. I I never heard from that parent of the student who found it. So he did not know what it was. Thank (sighs) goodness.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, like, and I was the counselor at school when Heather went on this field (laughs) trip. And um, I remember this day very well, but... What an odd thing in your mind as a teacher to go. Do I call the parent? Do I what do I do here? Like <laughs> what actually? How do we handle this situation? We had situation? that conversation. Yes, right. We had that oh, conversation. Man. Do what I even call like, or
2: do I just wait and see if he mentions? This? Yeah. And even the other
1: kids like nobody. asking what it is. You're like oh, dog toy, moving on. Nobody, right. like, nobody
2: is... said a word.
1: Oh, thank goodness for mm-hmm.
2: that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> you can't make this up. You, you really can't. can't. You really can't, Lauren. What what is your
4: um, okay, uh, so well, I, I had to do some, yes, some thinking to decide, but this one. <laughs> There's so many. Um, yes. There are so many, actually. Um, we I was teaching third grade, and we had just finished as a read-aloud reading The Mouse and the Motorcycle by Beverly Cleary with Ralph S. Mouse, and we, I think it was a math activity, I'm not quite sure, and I had a student who got very upset and He would go have some meltdowns and the protocol was we just kind of, you know, let him be and give him some time and then he'll come back. Well, um, this meltdown happened to be right above the air vent in our classroom. And so he was making a lot of noise and the rest of the class was going. And then all of a sudden we heard, hey, hey. Guess what, guys? Ralph is here. Ralph is in the classroom. No. Come look. And so, of course, all the kids you scurry over, and we're like, where's Ralph? Where's Ralph? And I'm looking on the floor, oh and gosh. he points up, and up in the air vent, a tail is sticking oh no. down, <laughs> oh my gosh. and you can see the outline oh of gosh. a mouse. And so he continued to talk to Ralph, was so excited, wondering where the motorcycle was oh, and um, oh all the gosh. bits. <laughs> Luckily, this was close to lunch recess. So got the students out to lunch recess, and I called down to the office, and um, our lovely custodian, Sean, at the time came down, and he's like, "Oh, that's been there a while. It's pretty oh. crusty. Oh. So Ralph was deceased and oh, no. had been in third grade oh with my us for a while.
1: Oh my goodness. So. For Ralph. Poor well, Ralph.
4: Just another day. Yes. Just, another, just day
1: another day. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. So good. So good.
0: Chris, <sighs>
1: okay, I'm sure you've seen a lot. So
3: I have, but this, this one um, is because of my own poor choices. Oh. oh okay. okay. So um, you can't make this up. So I think I was 24. It was my first or second year teaching. I don't remember. It was kindergarten. Um we had gone out to recess. It was snowing. A lot of kids didn't have snow boots. Came in their shoes and socks were soaking wet because of course they stomped, right. you know, slushy puddles. Um so I let them all take their shoes and socks off. And if you let one, oh, you yeah. have to let the whole class. So my entire class of 30 kindergartners is now barefoot, right? Oh. And the fire alarm goes off. Oh shoot. No. I can't put 30 shoes on, so. Oh, no. no and they can't no, either. No, they can't oh, they either. Can't either. No, no, no. So we have to walk outside barefoot in the snow. Oh my God. Or the fire drill. <laughs> and I just remember bursting into tears thinking, I'm fired. This is it, yeah. This, is, this it. is how I go. My career's over, I'm gonna yeah. go have to go back to Julie McCoy, the cruise director. Oh my um, gosh. And not a single parent was upset. We're they kids. all thought it was funny. Really? Were the kids like, no. my feet are cold. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Because yeah. oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining that. Oh, I'm uh-huh. cold. Yeah, we're, we're standing go in, in the snow. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, we're up, like, ringing okay, the bell. Check the building. We're yeah, good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, can't well, that's okay. fun, right? You can't make yeah, this up. Well, that's what it is. You can't make this up. Yeah, so.
0: Well, we thank you so much for being here today, and we hope you have a great school year. Thank you so much.